the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv ripping, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show coming to you live. Are you kidding me? This could not be any less live. This is, we're not even live for each other. (laughs) Barely. I just see a spiral where there should be an Alex right now. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) TJ was just a splash of yellow. Yes. I'm not yellow anymore. I'm here. I'm your host, Will Amato, reporting from a tiny wardrobe closet in northwest Atlanta. (laughs) Joining me on the show today are a cordial cartel of Atlanta's most available comedians. (laughs) George Gillard is on the line, Alexandria Sweat, TJ Jackson. Hello. It is so great to see you all. In fact, it's really great to see anybody. It really is. I look forward to our weekly check-ins. George, I want to tell you about some advice that I have for you from my mother. Okay, what did your mom say? There's been a lot of issues surrounding toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perhaps people are hoarding. I read this article that basically said the reason there's a shortage is because 40% more toilet paper is being used on a residential level opposed to a commercial level. Because everybody's working from home, we're pooping more from home. Okay. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because otherwise you would be using toilet paper at work or at Mm -hmm. a restaurant or at a bar, wherever. I am eating more at home, so that totally makes sense. Right? You know what I'm saying, TJ? Yeah. It's not as easy as just saying, let's just take all the commercial toilet paper and send it to people's homes because those rolls are enormous and nobody has the roll to fit it. You don't have just a Georgia Pacific industrial toilet paper holder in your house. How weird if you did. If you went to someone's house and they had toilet paper and paper towel dispenser like you'd find in a public restroom. (laughs) I feel like that would be lit. That is the home accessory we all need. That spring that just pops the new one in place for you. (laughs) A Dyson touchless hand dryer in a person's house. (laughs) Instead of just thinking, oh, well, why don't the people who make the commercial toilet paper just go ahead and make the regular kind. They're actually different suppliers with different kinds of trees. It's a whole different process. So there's actually been a surplus of commercial toilet paper. So George, my mother says, I have some advice for your friend George. Okay. <laughs> she says, tell him that every time someone orders a to-go entree or over a certain amount from his restaurant, that it could come with a free roll of commercial toilet paper and that your sales would go through the roof. I think that's a great idea, and I will acknowledge that I don't keep the surplus of commercial toilet paper in the country at my (laughs) business, so I would run out pretty fast. I hear that. My competitors were also doing a grocery delivery service, and their prices were pretty fair, except they were selling toilet paper for $5 a roll, but they were selling the commercial toilet paper for $5 a roll. But oh. that's understandable, but they didn't market it that way. And everyone in town got real mad at them <laughs> for charging so much for toilet paper, and their whole business got trashed over the price of toilet paper. 
That was always my problem with the hoarding. You're at your home. You don't have paper napkins, paper towels, a garden hose, a bathtub. There's <laughs> ways to wash your butt at your house that you just don't have access to anywhere else. I think you'll be okay. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into the show. We have a great episode for you today. It is Alexandria's birthday. Woo! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! She's got a special birthday list prepared. TJ and I have a little surprise for Alex. And we've also got direct from Asheville, North Carolina, in a very tiny apartment, a dear friend of mine, one of the funniest people I know, Karin Metzger, is going to be on the show. She's going to read us a sketch. We're really excited about that. And TJ has designed a brand new game that we're going to play. Stay tuned, folks. We've got a lot of good action for you. I do want to talk for a second about what the CDC said this week in Corona News. The CDC is recommending that we all wear masks in public. And their website Mm -hmm. says that you can make your own mask out of a bandana and some rubber bands. Mm -hmm. You can also take an old T-shirt, cut that up. And one man took a two-liter soft drink bottle and took two smaller soft drink bottles for breathing tubes, and that's how he's decided to go out. That's a look. I saw one of them wearing, like, a paper cone party hat as a mask as well. (laughs) (laughs) And one person took one of those plastic cases they have around duvets or comforters, and they just put it over their whole head. That's not safe. That's how you die. I was at Publix, and there was a man in line that had a Punisher mask. And I was like, I know your ventilation is not being protected, and my nerves are not protected either, sir, because you are scaring me. Take this mask off. The only mask I own. I can't help it. That's my problem. <laughs> the only mask I have is a Phantom of the Opera mask, so only half of my face is covered. <laughs> oh, my God. One of our listeners works at Target. Kevin told me that they are completely sold out of men's bandanas at Target Mm -hmm. and that Target has been inundated with hipster bandits. (laughs) (laughs) Do any of you have friends who have been homeschooling? None of us have children. Thank God. Now you know of. (laughs) I can't even imagine TJ's children. Oh, my God. I'd babysit them. I'd probably sit them outside. But at least they'd be near me. They'd be with you the entire day. (laughs) Yes, in spirit, because I'm putting them outside as soon as I get them. (laughs) TJ, you are truly one of the funniest people I know. And I was trying to describe you to a friend. The story that I came up with was when you walked past a stack of metal folding chairs at a comedy theater. My favorite. That was a fire hazard. There was no (laughs) fire hazard. It made no sense. Well, you you knocked down one slightly, and then as you went to fix it, from what I understand, two fell down. And then when you put those back in place, three, four, before you knew it, all eight chairs had just collapsed onto the floor, and it was hilarious. No one stacks chairs like that. That was, like, the worst way to stack chairs. I've been to the theater a thousand times. That's the only time anyone ever knocked one of those chairs down. (laughs) They just usually placed it and made them, like, stacked like dominoes. (laughs) it's a tj booby trap tj you did the same thing at coley's christmas party when you reached in the fridge for one beer and somehow seven fell out (laughs) i think what eight people will ask for a beer though right (laughs) we're trying to be just knock them all out at once i can't carry them all gotta get them out of the fridge somehow i feel you there tj killing eight birds with one stone there (laughs) 
They had them crammed in there. No one was being considerate of how to properly store beer in a fridge at a party. You don't just cram them all against each other. You're supposed to, like, be strategic about it. It It was another movie trap. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, there's been a lot of parents teaching for the first time. I found some updates from folks who've been engaged in homeschooling. This quote says, homeschooling is not going well. Two students suspended for fighting and one teacher fired for drinking on the job. (laughs) This parent said, my body has absorbed so much soap and disinfectant lately that when I pee, it cleans the toilet. Oh, (laughs) yes. And uh, this is the final homeschooling update. My child just said, quote, I hope I don't have the same teacher next year. (laughs) That's stupid. That's Corona news, folks. We hope yeah. you're well. If you are homeschooling, good luck to you. It's not easy. It was Shonda Rhyme that said, I've been homeschooling for six days. Teachers deserve billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> yes, Shonda. She knows. All the parents are tired of their little broke best friends. They want them <laughs> to go back to wherever they came from, whether it was their womb or space. We don't know where these children are coming from, but I think they're more appreciative. So I know I send out a lot of love to the parents right now that are, and the teachers, because these teachers are missing their crazy little students. And the videos of the parades and neighborhoods have been really heartwarming during this Corona season. So yeah, shout out to all the real teachers and newly made teachers out here for trying to keep it together, y'all. Alex, it's your birthday, and you've got a list for how to party on your birthday during shelter in place. What's going on? It's my birthday, and I was like, a little quarantine doesn't keep an Aries down. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to let that stop the show. So I wanted to make a list for anybody else who has a birthday coming up who's out here trying to figure out how the hell do you celebrate your birthday during quarantine season. These are a few things that I've come up with, and I hope that I got some tips to help you all. So treat yourself to a shopping spree, a grocery shopping spree. Yes, live it up in the spice owl. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The bakery section? Mm-hmm. Yes, lovely. I surrounded myself today. So I treated myself to a shopping spree at DeKalb Farmer's Market today. Yeah, treat yourself to a shopping spree, y'all. Live it up in the bakery department. Live it up Mm. in the candy owl. Cut up in pharmacy. Just have a good time in the grocery store. There's always your birthday suit. You can wear your birthday suit. (laughs) Farmer's Market, no. Birthday suit and mask is all you need on your birthday. Was that Leon's gift to you, just him and nothing but a corona mask? (laughs) (laughs) Just a bandana and two Ramsar bands. I can't talk about our bedroom life on the show, guys. (laughs) This is a family show. (laughs) America getting freaky, y'all. So, last but definitely not least, don't forget about the first club that you ever went to in your life, and that is Club Living Room, okay? (laughs) We have to take it back to the days of our childhood when we used to just turn the music up in the living room and we danced to ourselves and partied like it was 1999. 
you know, don't forget that that is always an option for you. Um, the living room can provide a lot of welcoming space, a lot of nurturing space. You can be your own DJ. The playlist can be as lit as you want it to be. I mean, it's just a win-win situation. So I just wanted to throw those things out there, put them in the pot of ideas that you can run with for your birthday. You know, I'm trying to run with some of these things. Guys, there may or may not be a link that goes out later tonight of some sort of in-the-house virtual party that I might try to see. We're going to see because Zoom and House Party and all these other connection apps, they're challenging right now, but we're going to see what happens. <laughs> but this is just my way of saying, hey, guys, we can make the best of our birthday, even if we're in quarantine. And that's the list, guys. Thank you all for the birthday wishes again, guys. Happy birthday, Alex. TJ and I have a little present for you. Since we can't see you in person, we would wish you a happy birthday the only way that we know how. And that's with a series of haikus. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> For folks who may not be familiar with Japanese poetry, they are three stanzas, five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables. So if you want to have a really good time, you can count along at home. Wait, it's what? <laughs> How many syllables? Five, seven, five? <laughs> yeah, I think I have that. If there is a mistake and you call us out on it, I will personally mm -hmm. write you a thank you card. They also often have to do with nature. So when in doubt, that was where I went to nature. All right, here we go. TJ, you want to start? Nature? They have to be with nature? Traditionally. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Today is your birthday. Birthday is today for you. <laughs> birthday, birthday, birth. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> yes. Your turn. Technically, oh, birth is a natural process. I'll give him that. All right. Yes. Moonlight <laughs> on the porch. Why am I laughing so hard? Alex told a joke. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very nice. It was like coherence and everything. <laughs> Alexandria, your name is five syllables. <laughs> your last name is not. <laughs> Shopping at Kroger, you bought all the kombucha. Coronavirus. <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> Daughter of Aries, your strength is your cheerfulness. You are a bright star. That was beautiful. Oh, woo woo. You didn't start with that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I got better. Birds, bees, trees, rocks, stream. I'm glad to call you a friend. Squirrel eating a nut. <laughs> <laughs> I think you plagiarized that from TJ. Cake is for birthday. Cake, cake, cake. Cake, 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 cake. Birthday cake. Birthday. <laughs> oh, there's the TJ I know. Cake, 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 cake. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alexandria, you remind me of someone. Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Queen, icon, inspiration. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Alex. The first time I ever hung out with TJ 
was on your birthday. So oh, after you played God. Michelle Obama on your birthday, we were going out to have drinks with you and we couldn't find you. And I just hung out with TJ and I was like, this guy is weird. And we had a good time. <laughs> and it's been a lifelong friendship ever since. Yeah. Yes. See what I do? I bring all, people together. It all came together. You and yes. Michelle Obama. Those haikus were beautiful. I feel like these are the type of poems that inspired cats. And I think (laughs) let's let's turn your birthday haikus into a musical. Oh my God. Yes. Folks, we're so excited to bring on one of my best friends in the world. She is truly one of the funniest people I know. Katyn Metzger is a comedian and actress from Asheville, North Carolina. What's up? And I'm joining you from Asheville. Hello, closets of Atlanta. Cotton, you've been hiking a little, but for the most part, you've been in a very small apartment. How big is your apartment? I think it's like 666 square feet, something like that. Wow. Oh. I'll give or take a foot. It's small. (laughs) What do you do to kind of pass the time? It's interesting. So I was going to say where my apartment is is kind of in the middle of the brewery district. This is a big like up and coming area in a part of Asheville that is experiencing extreme gentrification. And it's kind of awesome because now I can open my window at night and I don't hear bros. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have heard all these stories of like how the air is clearing in China or like birds are coming or whatever, you know, it's kind of happening in my neighborhood too. The crack addicts are back. It's going to be this great kid. Like, it's better. <laughs> you know, because they're a lot nicer than a lot of the people that <laughs> tend to be around. So it's interesting, but it's fun. It's nice. As far as what I've been getting up to, working my way through the Trader Joe's snacks. Yeah, right. um, Yeah. <laughs> Creative cooking. Seeing my parents figure out Zoom. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Turns out they don't listen even when you're in front of them on the internet. <laughs> I haven't even attempted that with mine. I, I, I wouldn't even try. Oh, it is like seeing marriage counseling happen before your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Are your parents the type that like, oh, I need to make sure I'm ready before we get on the video call. I don't look good yet. Let me check my face. I had a video call with my uncle, my aunt, my dad, my stepmom my sister's brother-in-law, and then my brother and sister-in-law. And then I talked to my mom the next day. She's like, well, I couldn't figure out. Plus, she won't be on screen. She's like, I can't. She's like, I would be so embarrassed. I'll just watch all of you. Does your mom get done up? I mean, I put on lipstick for y'all. You look good, girl. She feels like she looks a mess. She's like, no, well, I can't do it. Like, I try to randomly call her on a video chat, and, like, you would have thought I'd try to set off a bomb in her front yard or something. She's like, no, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't look right. No. Is anyone else going through this with their parents or their family members? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was like, I don't think I can download the app. I don't. It's fine. <laughs> Well, this morning I was called in on this conference call that was basically everyone in the office. And I've thus far avoided these because I guess I'm just not that important, which is a great place to be in a company. (laughs) Today I signed into the Zoom and someone said, turn your camera on. And I was not prepared for that. I basically showed up in front of 32 people in my bathrobe this morning. 
that is a peer pressure thing. Yeah. That's like a like kid at the back of the bus, like, turn your camera on. <laughs> do it. Thanks, Sheila. <laughs> Corinne, you said that you've had some revelations that maybe you wouldn't have had if it weren't for the coronavirus. On this conference call with my family, I find out there was a Navy debacle. There's a captain of a ship, the USS Teddy Roosevelt, and the, the captain of the ship was extremely concerned because there were a ton of his crew that were getting sick with coronavirus. And so he sent this email, he copied like 20 people on it, leaked to the media, and then the head of the Navy got wind of this and got really mad and fired this captain. And then on top of firing the captain, flew to Guam to tell him <laughs> off, to tell his crew to just... Like, that is a level of commitment that you can only find in the Navy. I'm like, <laughs> not just going to send an email to be like, you're fired. Like, I'm going to fly to Guam and tell everybody why I don't like you. And so he did. He told all of the people on the ship that their captain was stupid and naive. Oh. And yeah. And I find out from my dad that this guy is my second cousin once removed or something and i was oh, like snap yeah i was like what what <laughs> you'll want to be proud of him for getting up that high like what if you found out your second cousin was r kelly and you didn't know it then you're like oh i don't want to be related to that person <laughs> yeah i find out my mom was at his wedding not R. Kelly's wedding. That would be a lot weirder. But what do I do if I ever meet him? <laughs> oh, I remember the news story, and I wasn't on his side. No offense. No, I'm but not either. I, I do think it's impressive to go to Guam to tell somebody off. There's a lot of people I don't like, and I've mm-hmm. never had the opportunity to get on a flight and go elsewhere to tell a group of people why they suck. That would be the angle, I guess, I would take in the discussion if I ever brought it up to him. Yeah, the level of commitment. Well, to be honest, what kind of disappointed me the most about learning all that was I read a little bit of what he said, and it wasn't even that creative. If you have an entire plane to figure out how you're going to insult somebody, I feel like he needed a, like a, a writer's room. Also, I guess it like came through the intercom of the ship. He should have taken a lesson in podcasting. <laughs> I remember we used to roll our eyes because the Norwegian captain of the Norwegian cruise line ship that I worked on for a little while, he would just give these long ambling speeches and you couldn't do anything else because it was so loud in every single room of the boat because it was the same system they would use for an emergency. <laughs> And I, I'm going to attempt to do, but, oh, well, we're expecting some very great weather. Oh, the private island. And he would go on and on and on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cotton, you wrote a really funny sketch that I want to read. And I think this is a bit of an homage for parents who are stuck at home with their kids and with each other. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're going to read? Sure. This sketch is uh, two parents. They have brought their very precocious child, Petunia, to the National (laughs) Spelling Bee. And she is so excited to be at the Spelling Bee. But obviously, just dealing with 
parenting and travel and each other can cause anybody to get stressed out. So I wanted to see how parents can sometimes put their kid in the middle of their arguments. <laughs> that was the whole premise of the sketch. All right, here we go. I'll read stage directions. Petunia comes bouncing into the room with suitcases. Weary parents follow. Ramada. R-A-M-A-D-A. Hertz. H-E-R-T-Z. Basic economy. E-A-S. Petunia, honey. Can we just put our suitcases down? Don't put those suitcases on the bed. Do you know what's on the floor at Dallas Airport? There's probably MRSA. MRSA? Can you use it in a sentence? (laughs) That's not one of the words. It's just an infectious disease that gives you boils on your skin and could be fatal. Not unlike the boils you get from E. coli, like I got from when your father decided he wanted to cook steak tartare. (laughs) It's a really bad form of staph. Oh, you mean methicillin resistant staphylococcus aureus? <laughs> Did you know that staphylococci word for the national spelling bee in 1987? Although the likelihood of me getting that word tomorrow is only 12.7%. It's spelled S-T-A-P-H. Y L O C O C C I. I told you we should have enrolled her in soccer. Daddy, I've got to practice. I'm never going to win a national spelling bee if I don't practice. Edmund, honey, don't scare her. You're going to be amazing. Who's our little ape, Smelly Farah? M E. Okay. I really need to practice because if I don't practice, then I have no hope of winning. And if I don't win, then I won't get into a good college. And if I don't get into a good college, then I will get pregnant at 17 with Johnny Mitchell from next door, who is way too eager to play hospital. And I will inherit the inevitable fight of the Midwestern American woman and never reach my full potential because I will spend my life training into pot recipes and arguing over which contestant of the Bachelorette would be better at cleaning gutters. Gotta remember to use the parental controls on the iPad. (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's get out the cards for our little champion. Champion. C-H- Not the word. Okay. Edmund, can I say I don't like the way you stifle Petunia? Fine, Cheryl. You get the cards. I'll unpack. The word is connubial. Definition, please. Relating to marriage. Connubial. C-O-N-N-U-B-I-A-L. Connubial. That is correct. And the crowd goes wild. I want to thank my mommy and daddy for my love of spelling because they would always spell the words they didn't want me to hear. Here, let me try one. The word is flatulence. Definition, please. The monster farts your mom lets out in the car that we're supposed to pretend we didn't hear. (laughs) Uh, Let's try a different one. The word is chihuahua. Can you use that in a sentence? My mother-in-law is more annoying than a chihuahua.
<laughs> Cute, Edmund. Mm. How about my mother-in-law couldn't even qualify for a job at Taco Bell? Uh, should I spell Chihuahua or Taco Bell? What you should spell, honey, is controlling. As in, your Nana and Pop-Pop raised your mommy to be just as controlling as they were. <laughs> Control. The word is... She finds a sticky note on one of the cards with a phone number. Deborah? Uh, uh... Can you use it in a sentence? Is this the number for that whore Deborah who works in accounting? Uh, spelling bee rules state that it's supposed to be a sentence, not a cool question. Uh, B E B R A. Actually, it's D E B O R A H with an H. You know what other words have an H? Whore. Whore. W H O R E. Deborah is not a whore. She listens to me. Oh, 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 does she? Well, listen to this. Petunia, the word is separation. Separation. S E P. Cheryl. Oh, I'm sorry, Edmund. Do you need it in a sentence? How about. I want a legal separation from my husband and his work whore. <laughs> Is work whore two words? <laughs> Try irreconcilable, as in, mommy's tired of being in this marriage. Or frigid, as in, mommy seems to be tired all the time. Oh, 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 is that the reason, Edmund? Petunia, how do you spell daddy's name? Oh, oh, I know. E. You can stop there, sweetie. <laughs> oh, what, okay. Okay, what about diaphragm? You told me on our honeymoon that you knew how to use one. D-I-A. You passed on all your soy allergies to our daughter. So it's mommy's fault? I'm allergic to T-O-F-U. There's a knock at the door. I didn't call room service. We can't afford room service. We're from Ohio, goddammit. An official-looking person comes in and consults with Petunia. Edmund, Cheryl, based on my certain victory in tomorrow's spelling bee and upon being awarded the $50,000 cash prize and in light of your serious marital issues, I have chosen to retain counsel. My lawyer, Jorge, has been quizzing me, and I've learned a couple of new words. Juvenile emancipation. Let me spell it out for you. J-U-V-E. <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> That's really funny. Yes. Also, I got to give props to my co-writer on this, uh, my friend George Awad. So don't want to pull him out of that without yes. giving him a shout. <laughs> so. Great. Thank That's you. Awesome. Great Thank job. That was so fun. Thank you guys for reading really it. Yeah. Great work. Great work. We hope that nothing like that happens to you folks when you're sheltering in place. I'm sure that's happening a lot while people are <laughs> sheltering in place and teaching children. Um, you know how after World War II, a bunch of babies were born and we had the baby boom? Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. think we're going to have the corona boom? 
Absolutely, yeah. along with a divorce boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So the two careers to go into are child care and divorce law. Yes. yes. Yep. Uh-huh. I feel like it's more going to be like the 2008 recession where it's like everybody found the thing that they liked. So there's going to be just a crap ton of knitting shops and like bakeries opening up around the corner <laughs> instead of like mm-hmm. the Corona boom. It's just going to be everybody peddling their sourdough starters. That's my oh, that's prediction. That's so true. Yeah. That is a great point. Lily and I are having such a good time hanging out at home. We have had the conversation. How do we make this kind of a regular thing? <laughs> Corinne, with every guest, we like to do our own version of Inside the Actors Studio. Okay. Don't think too hard about it. Just give us a quick answer. I'm going to do this lightning round. You ready? Okay. What is the best kind of pie? Pecan. What Disney princess do you look up to? Jasmine. What's your favorite kind of bread? Sourdough? (laughs) How do we spell poverty in America? How do you spell poverty in America? P-O-V-E-R-T. Wait, what was the actual question? Solve. Solve. Okay. <laughs> like widespread education, funding teachers, and giving housing to people no matter what situation they're in. How often do you floss? Every day. I love to floss both the dance and the tooth activity. Yes. <laughs> How do we solve the prison industrial complex? We decriminalize a lot of things. We fund teachers and give housing to people that need housing. And most importantly, which Muppet do you relate to the most and why? I love them all so much. I probably relate to Fozzie for just wanting to make jokes. In certain relationships, I'm more like Sam the Eagle. I would say especially like with you, Will, (laughs) that I can be very rule-oriented. And so sometimes I don't know when the joke is happening. Mm. <laughs> but I would love to be animal. That's, that is my true well, dream. Me too. Me too. Corinne, you got anything you want to promote? <laughs> Come up at some point to Asheville. Visit us on the Zoom tours when we reopen. And I'll introduce y'all to Cookie Carter. She's been yeah. having a lot of fun in quarantine. She's really eager to go chase firemen for the rest of quarantine. So um, I, I just want to say for anybody that's confused, I was introduced to Will in college and I said my name a certain way and then I defined my name a certain way. So if you hear him say it two different ways, that's why. So cut in Thank you, because I couldn't understand. Cut in, I love you to death. Thank you so much Thank for you. being on the Funniest People I Know podcast. You are Thank hilarious. you, guys. You guys are so Bye. lovely. This was so fun, and be well, everybody. Folks, in honor of the Easter holiday, which I guess some people still celebrate, can I tell you, I think Easter should be canceled. That would put your dad out of a job. True. Right. That is a great point. All right, I cancel that. Jane, please don't. <laughs> I guess it always sneaks up on me, and people say, what are you doing for Easter? And I'm like, I don't know, being glad I'm not Christian. <laughs> you like to practice Buddhism. Are yeah. there, like... Any Easter Buddhist traditions or anything that, no? Okay, no meditation with bunnies or I don't know that. (laughs) Mostly we just like eating hollow chocolate. He likes finding eggs in the grass. (laughs) And finding grass and eggs. Yeah, and he he likes the college tuition the Peaks Corporation paid for. Okay, that's (laughs) that's fair. 
as you're all getting to the end of your sad, empty basket, here's a game from another basket, <laughs> TJ. Thank you. So, hey, George, as you know, dyeing eggs red is one of the traditions for Greek Easter, and I once considered dyeing my hair red in college, but decided not to because my dad said it made me look like a total weirdo. It's time to play Opa or No Pa. I'm going to name a Greek celebrity in the name of their father, and you have to tell me whether or not they're related. So if I said Jennifer and John Aniston, you would say, Opa. You got this. Our next one is Larry and Zach Galifianakis. Nopa. Right. It's Harry, like Zach's face. (laughs) (laughs) William and John Stamos. Opa. Correct. William Stamos is also a restaurateur. That's not how you say it. A restaurateur. It's called Restaurantopolis in Greek. <laughs> yeah, it is. Restaurantopoli. Or Restaurantarthenon. Yes. Donald and Tina Fey. Oh, I know that one. That's Opa. Correct. Mm-hmm. Hugh and Amy Sedaris. Hugh and Amy? No, that's not correct. Nopa. Craig and George Stephanopoulos. I'm going to say Opa. Nopa. It's Robert. Dean and Dimitri Martin. I don't know these people. Um, I'm going to say Opa. Correct. Ralph and Ralph Macchio. (laughs) I don't think they're my people, but I'll say Opa. Correct. The Karate Kid is named after his father. Andrew and Billy Zane. Nopa. Correct. It's William. Alan and Rita Wilson. Oh, God, I have no idea. Opa. Correct. I have no fun facts here. (laughs) John and Chris Angel. Opa. No, Angel is a stage name. His father's name is John Saratakos. <laughs> you tricked me. You win or not. I don't know. There's no winning or losing to this game. <laughs> What's my dad's name? Your dad's name is also George. No. You've met him only a couple of times. Ralph Machio? Yes, my dad's name is Ralph Macchio. Nick, everybody knows Nick Sauce. Oh, I know. It's Patrick. (laughs) Frank. It's Frank. Yes, it's Frank. Yes. I just, I don't know what to do with TJ because I don't know if I should just take it seriously or if I should just let him run with it. I I spent three hours on that game. I get that, TJ. Sometimes I work a long time on the dumbest things for this podcast. The exactly. professionalism is that it sounds like we spent no time at all. <laughs> there you exactly. go. Therein lies the secret. It's, it's like spending all day to look like you didn't care what you look like. It's like the makeup look that all the women are into. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Funniest People I Know. Or email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Do us a favor by leaving a review on iTunes or subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. A special thank you to producer Jane, who edits the show, and of course, the Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta for hosting us. And a special thanks to our wonderful guest, Katin Metzger. Have yourself a hilarious week. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday, Alex.